Last week we have a surprise for you. Amen. And I'll read her bio for you, just so you know, have an idea who's speaking to you tonight. I am reading to you the bio of Sister Selmita Cole. Sister Selmita Cole, Pastor Selmita Cole, a humble servant in the kingdom of God, answered the call of God upon her life in the year of 1973. Need my glasses. <laughs> so that's why I'm taking my time. <laughs> and has been in service for over 45 years. She is a graduate of the Caribbean Bible Institute of Jamaica and is a licensed minister of the United Pentecostal Church of Jamaica and the assistant pastor of Faith Apostolic Tabernacle United Pentecostal Church located in Salem, Runaway Bay, St. Anne's, Jamaica. She is highly devoted to the service and ministry of the Lord Jesus with her level of passion to witness unremittingly growth. Pastor Cole assumes other responsibilities including Sunday school teacher for the adult Sunday school class, choir director, as well as the assistant president for the women's fellowship department of the said church. It is doubtless that the anointing of God is undisputably up on Pastor Cole. Her ministry has afforded her to preach in the Caribbean islands and listen to this, in other foreign countries, Canada and the United States. I, I know I know Americans in Canada don't think it's a foreign country, but to somebody from a foreign country, it is a foreign country. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Amen. Her desire is to continue to preach the word of God in season and out of season. Hence, one of her aims is to strive to maintain faithfulness and devotion unto the will of God and not unto man, believing that she can do all things through Christ who started the work in her life. Pastor Cole... We want you to come tonight and we want you to minister to the congregation the word of the Lord. Whatever the Lord put on your heart to speak to us tonight, why don't you come and speak to us and let the Holy Ghost have his way. Put your hands together and welcome our dear friend and minister for this evening, Pastor Selmita Cole. Let's lift our hands as we worship the Lord tonight. Jesus, we love you. We adore you. We thank you, God. We honor you. We magnify your name. You are holy. You are awesome. You are great. There is no God like unto you. Hallelujah. You are the only wise God tonight. You are excellent. You are King Eternal. Hallelujah. We honor your excellency tonight. We adore you. We glorify you. Holy the Lord. We thank you, mighty God, for your love. Such love. 
such wondrous love. We thank you for your divine presence tonight. As you tabernacle with your people, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, everybody. Let's give the Lord a high praise. Let's give him a high praise tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy is your name. We thank you, Jesus. You be seated in the presence of the Lord, please. I take time out to greet Pastor Wyatt and wife, all the ministers and saints of the Most High God, our friends, and everyone in your respective places. I want to give the Lord thanks for my sister who is here with me. Can you stand, Sister Levert? And Jessica, my niece, and my grandson. And Patrice, my foster daughter. I want to thank the Lord for the family. Amen. And to God's wonderful family. You see, He always brings us, find, He has the means of bringing us together. Amen. And we eventually become one. One great, big, wonderful family. We are a part of the family of the Lord. Tonight I must give compliments to Minister White as he gave that profile on me. I appreciate it so much. Of course, the words are true. Amen. It's been a long journey, but I'm not tired yet. Amen. Amen. And I know that the Lord has so much more in store. And each day as I go, I just want to avail myself because He works with our availability. When we when we avail ourselves to Him to work in His kingdom, then He will work us. He will find the means to give the support. And there's nothing for us to worry about because He has already provided. All that we need is already provided. So all we have to do is to just humble ourselves in the presence of the Lord and walk in the light of the Word, which is very important, and do according to the Word. Amen? So we are here tonight to talk a little bit. The topic that I, I somehow, I like to work out according to how he puts it in my heart. To take an, an, an inside view. We're going to look at an inside view of the heart. 
Amen. Because it is important that our hearts be right. And we have to serve God with an upright heart. Amen. So he is the searcher. He knows everything about us. He knows our down sitting. And he knows our uprising. Amen. Amen. So as children of God. I know sometimes we tend to get emotional. And we get excited. And many times we have not much time to spend in the word. The word of God is very, very important. All other activities are good. But the word of God, it has everything in it. It is a complete package. It has everything for every need. Amen. When we search the scriptures, we will realize that everything to address us, it is in the word. To make us perfect, it is through the power of the word. For healing, it is in the word. For wholeness, it is in the word. For us to be established, it is in the word. Obedience in the word. Repentance in the word. Knowledge in the word. Wisdom in the word. Every area of our lives that we can ever think of, it is documented in the word of the Lord. So it is for us to search the scriptures, for in them we have eternal life in the scriptures. Amen? So we will be looking at the heart tonight. Oh, the heart. What is happening on the inside? And we know that in the physical, we cannot exist without the functioning and proper functioning of our physical hearts. Once our hearts get damaged, then we are at a risk. Slim chance of living. Because the heart is the center. It is, it is the center of our life. Amen. So, when we think of the functioning of the heart, when we look at different ways in the scripture that the heart is imparted, then we can pick and choose or we can look at different means and ways of which we ought to adjust ourselves to the word of the Lord because the Lord deals with the heart. The heart, the secrets of the heart, He knows everything. So I'm going to ask you right now, please, to stand with me as we turn our Bibles to First Chronicles chapter 28.
And we are going to read from verse 3 to verse 9. And can we read together? Let's begin. But God said unto me, Thou shalt not build an house for my name, because thou hadst been a man of war, and hadst shed blood. Albeit the Lord God of Israel chose me before all the house of my father to be king over Israel forever, for he had chosen Judah to be the ruler, and of the house of Judah, the house of my father, and among the sons of my father, he led over all Israel. And of all my sons, for the Lord had given me many sons, he had chosen Solomon, my son, to sit upon the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. And he said unto me, Solomon, thy son, he shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. Moreover, I will establish his kingdom forever. If he be constant to do my commandments and my judgment as this day, now therefore in the sight of all Israel, the congregation of the Lord, and in the audience of our God, keep and seek for all the commandments of the Lord your God, that he may possess this good land, and leave it for an inheritance for your children after you forever. And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searcheth all hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee, but if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, there are six ways that the heart is referred to in scriptures. It refers to the physical heart that pumps the blood through the different circulatory veins, the arteries, and we know all of that about the heart. The physical heart, that's the heart of human the heart of animals, the physical heart that exists according to 1 Samuel 25, verse 37, and Proverbs 14, verse 30. Then we have, it refers to the soul's affections. It refers to the conscience, not the fleshy heart this time, but it refers to the conscience. 
and it also refers to the human nature it refers to the mind and it is the center of anything you will have a fruit and you'll say okay in the heart of the fruit or you, you look at the heart of the breadfruit or whatever but it has to do with the center the middle or the center of anything now according to the scriptures we have just read a portion of the word that refers to David as he exhorts the people of God and he also encouraged Solomon to build the temple but God, God's ways are not our ways neither his thoughts our thoughts so even though David was desirous of building the temple of God God told him that he could not build it because his hands were filled with blood Amen because he was a man of war Amen we look at his place in history he is one of the most prominent figures in the history of the world the mountain peak among the Bible characters is the most famous ancestor of Christ. That's Brother David. Amen. Now, when we look at his character in reality, his life was a strange admixture of good and evil. The same man which was named after God's own heart. But his life was mixed with good and with evil. Even though he was filled with noble deeds, he had a scar. He wears a scar. Amen? Because in the best of us, Paul said, when I want to do good, evil presents itself. So in the best of us at times, we fail God. Sometimes it can be deliberate and sometimes it is not. You are not aware that this thing just happened. But sometimes you're not, that consciousness is not really at the immediate. And there are deliberate acts that we can do and you know become guilty before the Lord. And so even though David was filled with a lot of deeds and he had fine aspirations and splendid accomplishments, yet there was a stain that was on his life. No Bible character more fully illustrates the moral range of human nature than David. He was a man after God's own heart. Amen. In, in, it seems impossible to conceive that the man who wrote the 23rd Psalm could commit sin. He 
he wrote the 23rd Psalm. But yet he had sin. Amen. When he sinned against Uriah. That he tied. When he went to him. But Nathan said, Thou art the man. You have failed. You have sinned. In the early period of his life, he is mentioned as a man after God's own heart. According to 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 14. And this was true. And we could go on and, you know, talk about David and his character. He was the son of Jesse. He had brothers. He was the shepherd boy way on the backside of the desert, tending to the sheep. And this was where David had or built this great communion with God. Because even though he was a young boy, but yet he had acknowledged God in his early life. And so because of the experience that he had tending the sheep and all of that, you know, God had a special mark upon him. All of his humility was looked at by the Lord. On the day when, when the great Philistine came to Israel to fight. And after God sent Samuel to Jesse's house. He said, I want you to go down to Jesse's house. And to anoint a king down there. Amen. Amen. Of all his brothers. Samuel believed that they were so eloquent. He was looking at their statue and all of that. But God said, Samuel, don't look at their statue. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we look on persons outward appearance and we write them off. Amen. And we cut them off and we said, oh, there's no good in this one. But God reads the heart. And this is why we have to be very careful as children of God that we don't disdain people's character. Because it is with God. He is the judge. Leave all vengeance to him. Let him do the judging. Amen. And he, because it is with the heart, the Bible said. Amen. The Bible said in... Uh, in First Chronicles chapter 20 that we have just read, that God searched the heart. He knows everything about the heart. Amen. And so we have to be very careful that we, we, um, we put down persons. And thou Solomon my son, know thou the God of thy father and serve him with a perfect heart. Now David's brother did not knew of the kind of relationship that David had with the Lord on the backside of the desert. So when he came to fight the great dragon, the great um, the Philistine, they, they, they thought more or less he was just a little boy. Where are you going? Go back to take care of the sheep. But David said, isn't there a cause? Yes, he said, there is a cause. 
And even though they were trying to get him to go back home, but he knew the quality communication that he had and relationship with God. So he purposed in his heart that he was going to fight the dragon, the, um, the Philistine. And the Bible said he went up with him, and we know the story, and one little stone went into the sling. The Sunday school song says, and the giant came tumbling down. So it is not the size. It is not the size of the bullet. But it is the faith. Amen? And that was what took down the giant. They were only looking at the little stone in the sling. But that was not the case. It was the faith that David had in God. So here we have David again in this situation, wanted to build the house of God, but the Lord said, your hands are filled with blood. You are a man of war. You have killed so many persons. You can't build my house. So your son Samuel, um, Solomon, I'm going to choose him to build my house. But David said, And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart, and with a willing mind. Now we can be serving God, but not with a perfect heart. We can be serving God, but not with a willing mind. We move because we want to move when we want to move, but we ought to move even when we don't want to move. You see, serving is, is not all about ourselves. Amen? We have to answer to somebody. If we are going to serve somebody, then it has to be on terms. Amen? There are conditions that do exist. The Bible said, serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his courts with praise. Now, if we are going to serve God, we ought to serve Him willingly. Serve Him with a perfect heart. Serve Him with an upright heart. Serve Him with a clean heart. Now, in serving God, we have to choose God above the world. We can't be master of the Lord. We can't be serving the Lord. And then we are servants of sin over here. And then servants of righteousness over here. The Bible said, To whom he heal yourself to be servant, then that's he whose servant he is. Whether of sin unto righteous, of sin unto that, or of righteousness. But we ought to serve God with a perfect heart. What then? What then constitutes a perfect heart? Is it what I do to be seen of men? Is it that I do it occasionally? Serving God goes beyond the human feeling. To serve God with a perfect heart 
the human mind alone cannot suffice it. The human mind will do and will stop here. But it takes something of importance to go beyond the duty of what the human mind would want to do. Amen. So, there is a requirement. Firstly, that man in his own state cannot please God. There is an element that exists and it is named faith. We need the Spirit of God and we need faith. Amen? Amen. So the Spirit of God for us in this time is very important. Because even though we may study many books and we may have a lot of degrees and all of that accompanying our names, but if we do not have the experience of the Holy Spirit who comes to reside in us, who will take on our human nature, Amen? Because Paul said, when I want to do good, evil presents itself. And the human mind has a tendency of, it likes to act up. It, it, it likes to, you know, to show off itself. It likes to be seen. Amen? But when the Holy Spirit is in control, and is abiding. When the Holy Spirit is abiding in you. The Holy Spirit gives direction. Amen. The Holy Spirit order our steps. We are not our own anymore. So the Holy Spirit give guidance. The Holy Spirit order our steps. And give us direction. And leading as to where to go and what to do. So, so us and our own, we cannot. It doesn't matter how we try to complement ourselves and try to do the best we can. It alone cannot suffice an upright heart. Amen. Amen. We have to be totally sold out to God. Amen. We have to be totally sold out to God. We can't be for God today and we be for the world tomorrow. Satan can't have control today and tomorrow is Jesus. Today we are in the spirit and tomorrow we don't bother with the spirit. No, the Holy Spirit should always be in control of our don't sit in, or uprising, or going out, or coming in. The Holy Spirit must have control of our entire lives. Must control our minds. The Holy Spirit must control our soul. Amen. 
Now you see the man is earthy and man is material. But what I notice today is that we give more to the material man than to the soul and the spirit. We spend a lot of time for the materialistic things that will fade and lose their color. They will fade and lose their substance. They will fail and lose their value. But when you have Jesus within you, hallelujah, when he comes to take up his abode in you, it is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So the state of your mind, you're going to keep it at a, in a condition that God can commune with you anytime, anywhere you be. Once you are connected to God, you can talk to Him anywhere. You don't have to be at church. You are working and you are talking with Him. You are walking and you are talking with Him. You are driving and you are communing with Him. It is not a church base. God is not a church base. God, anywhere we are, we can praise Him. Anywhere we are, we can worship Him. We can lift up our hands and we can give Him praise. We can call upon Him anywhere we are. Hallelujah. He's a God that hears at any time. Hallelujah. Much more if we become contrite in His presence. He will never pass you by. He's a God that stops when you become contrite in heart. He stops at your station. He stops right at your door. Hallelujah. And He gives attention to your cry. Because He realizes that you are in need of something that you cannot suffice yourself with. You cannot bring about that change. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how you try. You can't change this man. Something supernatural, something divine must happen to the human mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so sometimes we try hard to be nice people. And sometimes we try to do the best we can. And we try to look nice and everything. But God reads the heart. He knows if you love him right now. As we sit together right now. He knows the state of your heart right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He knows if we are desirous of entering into that glorious kingdom. Or we are just coming to church for a funeral. Hallelujah. So he reads David's heart. And even though David, according to the scripture, he had already gathered all the materials for the building of that temple. Hallelujah. But when God looked at his heart, God said, look here. Your hands are filled with blood. You can't touch it. Hallelujah. You can't touch it, David. But I heard him cry out in Psalm 51. Hallelujah to God. Let me go over there. I heard him cry out to God in Psalm 51. And he make his petition to the Lord. 
He said, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. He said, God, blot out my transgressions. You see, David want to make sure that his heart was right with God. And that his heart was in tune with God again. So he was honest as he come before God in penitence. Hallelujah. He said, wash me thoroughly from all my iniquities and cleanse me from my sin. For God, I acknowledge. Yes. I acknowledge them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I know them. Yes, God, I'm looking at them. I have sin in thy sight. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. And he said, my sin is ever before me. Every turn I turn, God. The mistake that I made, the sin that I have committed, it is before me. He said, against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest. He said, behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth. Truth. In the inward parts and the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. He said, Purge me. Clean me up, God. Wash me. Cleanse me of all the things that are in my heart that should not be there. Wash me thoroughly. Purge them out, God. Clean them out, God. Pull them, oh God. I don't want them to be there. Hallelujah. He said, make me to hear joy and gladness. That the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice again. He said, create in me. Create in me a clean heart. Hallelujah. We can't serve God and our praise be accepted of Him unless we come to God with a truthful heart, with a clean heart, with a upright heart. Hallelujah. Our heart must be tuned with God. Our hearts must be directed by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There must be a spiritual renewal. There must be a spiritual cleansing. Mighty God. Those junks need to get out. In the name of Jesus. And it takes the spirit of a holy God. To wash and cleanse us. From all carnalities. From all impurities. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Create in me, O oh God. A clean heart. Hallelujah. For I want to walk in your presence. I want to live in your presence. I want to stay connected. I want to stay connected. Shatama. Sin kills. Sin destroys. Sin is ugly. It is destructive. 
It is a reproach. Hallelujah. It defiles the mind, the body, soul, and spirit. Sin is a reproach. And when there is sin, there is guilt. You can't praise God the way you want to praise Him. For you are guilty as charged. You are bound. Hallelujah. I said you become bound by sin. There is no liberation. Hallelujah. There is no freedom. Almighty God. You are not free to lift your hands. You are not free to worship. You are not free to give God everything. There is an olden back. You are hiding. Spiritually you are hiding. Physically you are hiding. For the guilt is there. Like Adam when he sinned in the garden. And God will come. In the cool of the day. Searching for Adam. For that first fellowship was cut off. That first communication was cut off. Because sin is to be blamed. Sin. Sin will put you in hiding. Hallelujah. Sin will cut your joy. It cut your rejoicing. Mighty God. It cuts your communication. It defiles your relationship with God. You have not that kind of closeness with God. There comes now a barrier in between. There is a separation with you and God. Like Adam and Eve. There comes a bridge. Hallelujah. The devil calls a bridge. Mighty God, hallelujah. But Jesus Christ has the remedy. He has the remedy for every sin condition. It doesn't matter how far you may go. There is hope. There is hope. You can't think in your human mind how far you think you can go that the hand of God doesn't reach for you. Hallelujah. There is hope in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. One somebody said, only a look. Just, just one look will turn you away from sin. Just take a look back at Calvary. Hallelujah. Where our sins were nailed to the cross. And you know, in the human mind, it is because we underestimate our God, you know. We underestimated God. The Bible said our sins were nailed to the cross. And there remained no more sacrifice for sins. They were all nailed to the cross. All kinds of sins. We we could name, name them tonight. They were already paid for. They are already paid for, you know. But yet we are carrying them. We are loading down ourselves with those stuff. And Jesus already take care of the bill. Hallelujah. That account has been settled long time ago. Because Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. So why carrying them when Jesus already paid for them? Let them go in the name of Jesus. Let them go. Hallelujah. They are back.
baggages, there are ignorances. We need to let them go and free up ourselves. Worship God in the beauty of holiness. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let go of the baggages. Hallelujah. They are too heavy. I said they are too heavy and they are becoming more heavy because some people will not let them go. Instead, they go get more because they are not. Honest enough to let them go. Still carrying them. Loading down your hearts. Can't sleep proper at night. Heart be under pressure. Mighty God, let them go. Hallelujah. Jesus already take care of the bill. If you know of your neighbor carrying it, just tell your neighbor, let it go, neighbor. Let it go. It, it, it is an endurance. It is blocking your blessing. You cannot cross Jordan with no baggage. Hallelujah. You see, this journey doesn't need those baggages. You need to be free. And all the sun set free is free indeed. But the devil wants to remind you of your past. And he wants you to go back and pick up those garbage. But walk on them and trample them in the name of Jesus. For the blood of Jesus already eliminate them. Hallelujah. They are buried in the blood of Jesus. I said they are buried. Those baggages in the name of Jesus. They are buried. I said they are buried in the blood of the Lamb. The blood that washed every sinner. I said the blood that washed every sinner. Spotless. Hallelujah. When Jesus already paid the price and we are bogging down ourselves and instead of losing ourselves in the presence of God, we're wondering about this and we wonder about that. Jesus already paid the price. It doesn't matter your status, Jesus paid the price. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter who you are, Jesus already paid the price. Jesus paid it all. All to him. It's my duty now to come up to his requirement. That which he requires of us to make it into his kingdom, into his glorious heaven. We are to come up now to his requirements. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, man in his materialistic mind crave for the things that are materialistic. Everything we want around us. We want everything to be beautiful. And if we have a bicycle, we need a bike. And if we need a bike, we need a car. And we need a car, we need another car. And we get a car, we need another car. That's the materialistic mind of man. Hallelujah to God. We need for God to take control and change our mentality. That we become desirous of his glory. For look, man has a limited time. And we have to be very careful what we do with the heart. Amen. In 
seeking after things. Instead of seeking after God, we seek more for material things. And there's no punting. David said in Psalm 42, As the heart punted for the water brook, that's an animal, so punted my soul after God. This old world has a limited amount of time. Look, in every dispensation, as I said, there are night at church, God rules man on a different level. He is in control of the affairs of every man. Every thought of the man, God knows. He knows the method. Yes, whatever means you're going to use, whatever to do, God already knows that you're planning in your heart. God knows the way your purpose in your heart to take. You know the devices that we do devise in our hearts. Amen. He knows the decisions that we take. And even though sometimes there's a voice knocking in our ears, we do not pay that voice any attention. It is God knocking at your heart, telling you to divert. For the way that the man's heart is going after, it is the way of death. For the Bible said that all the ways of man, all that man can see, that his own ways pleases him. But the end of it are the ways of death. But God gives life. He reads the heart and he knows the intent of the heart. He knows everything that you are going to do. He knows the imagination. When we imagine stuff. He knows the imaginations. Amen. The scripture said that he knows the imagination of the heart. For the Lord searched all hearts and understandeth all the imaginations. You think the gunman just take up his gun and just walk and he planned it. He had he planned it over time. How he can strike. And so the devil takes control of that mind and act upon it. This is why we have to be very careful as children of God what we say. For the Bible said that there is life and death in the power of the tongue. So sometimes we speak some stuff and it damns our soul. We ought to speak positive things. So that the heart will be at ease. Speak positive things in our lives. In our children's life. In the life of the church. Speak positive things. Hallelujah. And it will come forth. If we speak negative stuff, it also will come to pass. So we ought to be on the positive side. So even in the imagination of thoughts, God is reading. Amen. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. 
if the heart is longing after God. Yezo, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will feel no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Even though I'm walking, my heart is after God. Even going through the shadows of death, my heart is after God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When it, the, the word of the Lord says, when thou walkest by the way, he will guide thee. Wherever our feet find to walk, God is, with there, is there with us. He will lead us. Hallelujah. If thou seek after him, you will find him. But the heart must desire God. You're not going to find God just on just a simple term like that. There must be some seeking. Whatever you want to be in life, you seek out for it. Hallelujah. You want to be a nurse, you seek to be a nurse. Whatever it is in life that you so desire, there is a point in time in your life when you do some research, when you do some seeking and some asking. So if you desire God, hallelujah, who made you, who you have to answer to, because life does not stop at the grave. I say life just begin. Hallelujah. When we die and this body go back to the hurt. Hallelujah. Man has lived his life and his time is ex- um, expired on this side of life. But it has just begun in eternity. And eternity is forever. The soul of a man cannot die. The soul of a man continues in consciousness even when you are in hell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You cannot die. You remember every message you heard. You remember every Bible class you attend. But you did not give your heart to God. And that's all He wants. He wants our heart. He doesn't want our position. Hallelujah. He doesn't want our fame. He doesn't want our titles. All He needs is our hearts. Give Him your heart today. Hallelujah. And when God gets your heart, He will work on it. He will certainly do a changing on it. He will certainly transform that heart. Hallelujah. When a sinner comes to God, God deals with the heart. He transforms the sinner into a child of God. All things are passed away. I'm a brand new creature. A brand new man. A brand new nature. I'm a brand new walk. Walking in a brand new life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All things are passed away. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. I'm Christ-like. I'm godly. I'm solar to God. I'm God's peculiar people. Hallelujah. No more aliens to the commonwealth of Israel. But I'm a child of the king. 
Mighty God to be named after Christ is wonderful. I am royal. Hallelujah. No more alien. Mighty God, I am no more alienated by the sins. Hallelujah. Of my forefathers. But I'm a brand new person. Cut out. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. To walk in the statues of my God. To walk in his precepts. Hallelujah. To represent him on earth. Hallelujah. For we are God's ambassadors. We are God's representative on earth. Just as how the devil set up his kingdom and has his representatives. Hallelujah. And he he dispatched them. Hallelujah. Because he's the prince of the hair. And he sent out his demons to go everywhere and wherever. God has his angels. Mighty God. He said a thousand shall fall at thy side. And ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear God. When you fear your God, you don't have to worry about protection. Hallelujah. When you fear your God and your master and the Lord and bishop of your soul, you need not fear what man will do for the angels of the Lord and camp it round about them that fear God. Hallelujah. You don't have to worry about protection. You don't have to worry about security. God is our security. He sent his band of angels. Hallelujah. Hi, pro. Hi, security we have. Hallelujah. The David said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. So Jesus is before me. And goodness and mercy is coming after me. Hallelujah. So anywhere he steps, I step. And goodness and mercy is coming behind. So no enemy, no devil cannot penetrate. For I am protected. Hallelujah. We are protected. In the name of Jesus. The devil cannot penetrate the blood. Hallelujah. And we are covered under the blood. Cover yourself under the blood. We are covered under the blood. And the devil cannot penetrate the blood. Hallelujah. Our human nature has a tendency. Hallelujah. To want to do things when we have the feeling to do it. But one thing we know. That a child of God doesn't serve God by feelings. Hallelujah. All when we are under pressure. All when we are bent. Mighty God. I'm going through with Jesus. I'm going through with Jesus. Storm clouds may rise. I'm pressing my way. I said I'm pressing my way. Ain't no giving up. 
I've got to go on. But the storm clouds may rise and the billows may dash, but I am persuaded that God is able to keep us. Press with confidence. Press with a true heart. Hallelujah. Press with a clean mind. Press, press with a purpose of art. For God knows your heart. Amen. He knows the way we take. He knows everything about us. Hallelujah. That we have to press our way through. In the name of Jesus. So don't give up. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 17 verse 10 said, I the Lord search the heart. I try the rain. Even to give every man according to his ways. So sometimes it's a boy. Brother John is so nice, you know. And Sister Mary is so nice. But only God knows. Hallelujah. That Sister Mary is only doing it for a show. But God knows that Brother John is doing it from his heart. For God knows the heart. Hallelujah. And it is going to be sad for some people. Because some persons will remain in the church and pretend. Not wanting to bend to the things that become it godly. Hallelujah. It seems hard to bend. Hallelujah. But you have to bend. If you mean heaven, we'll have to bend. Amen. Amen. Jeremiah 23 verse 24 said, Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him? Said the Lord, Do not I fill heaven and earth? Said the Lord, Every aspect of our lives are open unto the Lord. He knows everything from cover to cover. Can you imagine? When we try to do some little stuff that we don't want husband to see and wife to see and children to see and friends to see, God already knows. And he just watch you going down the road to fulfill your desire. Watch them now. Go in. Uh -huh. I see you. I know what you're going to do. Uh -huh. And if he should send somebody to stop you, you know, don't go into that direction. Maybe you take an offense. But sometimes God reads the art. And he stops us sometime. We are stopped in the way. Hallelujah. So. Amos. 9 verse 3 said. And though they hide themselves. In the top of Carmel. I will search. And take them out thence. And though they be hid. From my sight. In the bottom of the sea. Thence will I command the serpent, and he shall bite them. 
God makes serpent bite people. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes some things happen to us and we wonder it is the serpent biting you. Because you are disobedient. Zephaniah 1 verse 12 said, And it shall come to pass at that time that I will search Jerusalem with candles and punish the men that are settled on their lees, that say in their heart, The Lord will not do no good, neither will he do evil. So that person is living on a I do, uh, uh, well, living in between. You don't say that God will do good and you're not saying that God will do evil. Who are you? Romans 8 verse 27 And he that search at the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. He that search at the heart he knows what the mind of the spirit is because he make it intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Lift your hands and bless him somebody. As I come to a close, I want us to understand that God does not pass a heart that is contrite, a heart that is grieved, a heart that is willing. God knows a heart that becomes discouraged for whatever means, whatever the condition may be, that you have become discouraged. Sometimes it can be a family, family problem. It can be at work. But somehow you have become discouraged. But I want to say like David said tonight. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Find the strength to encourage yourself. Speak it in your spirit. I want to be different for God. Follow after your heart. As long as your heart is following after God, follow your heart. And take a stand and don't let nothing differ you from the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Although I am discouraged, but I'm going to fight on. Hallelujah. Stay at your itching post. Samson said, take me to the pillar. Hallelujah. Take me to the pillar. Samson was more than discouraged. But he had a mind that he had already made up that he was going to take revenge on the Philistines. Samson said, take me to the pillar. Hallelujah. Mighty God. And Samson stood at that pillow. And he repented in the presence of God. God gave him back his strength. I said, God gave him back his strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will resume your strength. He will give it back to you. 
you will be able to move on again. Hallelujah. You will be able to get up again. You will be able to rise again and excel above the enemy. Mighty God. Just stay at your pillar and pray the prayer of faith. Because it is your faith in your prayers that move God. It is an how nice we are that moves God. How much a shape we have. How much money you have that moves God. It is your faith that moves God. It is that divinely implanted, acquired trust and confidence in your God. That's what moves God. Hallelujah. Is that much the job that you are in? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is that how much you give to the poor? Hallelujah. It is your faith that moves God to work. So therefore, we, every child of God must be faithful in everything that you do. You must be faithful. Don't quit. Hallelujah. I said, don't quit. No matter what, don't quit. Your faith will carry you through. Don't quit. Don't give up on your God. Follow your heart. Hallelujah. Because God is in control of your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your strength will come again. Your faith will excel. Mighty God. Stay right at your, your post. Mighty God. Stay right there. And build up your, your most holy faith. That trust in God. That reliance that you have in your God. For there is no one else like him. If nobody to do it like him. Hallelujah. So build up your faith in God. Don't let nothing stop you. Because God is healing your heart. Keep your heart clean. Keep your heart clean. I said, whatever it takes to keep your heart clean. Hallelujah. Keep it clean. In the name of Jesus, keep your spirit alive. Hallelujah. Because your spirit is the knowing part of you. You see, your spirit, not God's spirit I'm talking about. Your spirit is the knowing part of you. It is my spirit that takes to know you. It is my spirit that picks up when something is wrong in you. I said, no man. Something is wrong. It is this, your spirit that identifies us. Amen. So we know when something is wrong. We know when oh, things is nice. Hallelujah. It is the seat of the intellect, the will, and the mind, the soul, the spirit. So we ought to keep our spirit clean. Because it can become defiled, you know. Bad-spirited people end up with bad heart. Yeah? The bad heart. Bad spirit. Today you're nice, tomorrow you're not nice. And you don't know for what, what reason. The spirit just changed. And you wonder if you have done the person something. Huh? You wonder if you have done the person something. You were so sweet Sunday. But by the next Sunday. I want to see you at all. Bad spirit. And it will spoil your entrance into the kingdom. 
It will stop you. I am not even going to stay at the door for you're not even going to reach the door. <laughs> it is not even going to, you're not going to even get the time to reach the door. You're not even going to be lifted from the hurt because something is wrong. One little sin. Although there's a big sin, a little sin, and a large sin, and a huge sin, and no, sin is sin. It doesn't matter how small it is, it is sin, and it is a reproach unto God, and it is transgressing God's righteousness. Sin is sin. So not do it and think that you're going to get through. The Bible speaks of the little foxes that gnaws at the vine. And every day you say, oh, it is a big sin. And you continue to do it until your vine is spiritually cut off. You come to church, you can't feel God. And you wonder why. Long time ago, the fox was there gnawing. And you allow that dragon to keep gnawing at your vine until he eventually cuts it off. You can't feel the Holy Ghost again. You're only making up shake. You gotta get it real, real anointing, real power, real manifestation. Not no shake, false shake. But the real anointing. Hallelujah. That comes in your heart. And shake your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mighty God. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You, you, you can't remain the same. Hallelujah. All you try to fix yourself. Holy Ghost shake you out. There is no quiet Holy Ghost. If you get the Holy Ghost. And you not manifesting. Go back to the altar. For there is no quiet Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is full of power. Let the church have power. Power. Hallelujah. Manifest himself in power. No holy quietness. The Bible said on the day of Pentecost, it was noise abroad. When the Holy Ghost came, it was noise abroad. Some persons don't want to hear you make noise. But the Bible said, cry out and shout. Thou inhabitants. Hallelujah. For great is the Holy One of Israel. Make a joyful noise. Some people don't want to hear noise. The church was born in noise. I said the church was born in noise. The church must continue in noise. For she's a glorious church. She's a precious church. She's a wonderful church. A church without spot or wrinkle. So the church must continue in noise. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost noise. So if you are offended. When the saints make noise. I must submit.